1: From the newsroom to the nursery,
0: we're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are Anchor Moms. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Anchor Moms, the podcast pod, oh, oh. Mm. podcast, mm-hmm. podcast, I, it was I promise I'm drinking coffee, from- not mimosas. Are you starting to rap over there? You're like, hello, 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 hello. hello. welcome to the pop up up podcast. <laughs> I'm working that on, was like, I'm, I'm that
1: was, uh, trying some rap during my COVID isolation. Yeah, that day. was That was like weirdly good. I'm not going to lie. Do viewers know we're going to put out an Anchor Mom's like album for <laughs> Christmas? like an LP or something? <laughs> Wait, what's an Finally, LP? Finally,
2: you've been waiting for it. I don't know. That's like a record or something, right? I don't know. <laughs> Just said it.
0: Who knows? I have no idea. <laughs> I just said it, okay? I don't
1: understand. I don't know what it, <laughs> I know what it means. I
0: don't know what it means. Um, also, you guys, following up on that, you guys, we've got to get on this TikTok,
1: remember? Oh my gosh.
0: Oh, yeah, we do. We've got so much musical talent here. we got to, like, break it out on the on the TikTok. Oh, okay.
1: We gotta Add get it to into the tick-tac. list. Add it mm-hmm. to the list. So you guys know that my daughter turned two. She's yes. two, you know, and she's in the terrible 2s she She's been in them for a while. But um, she's she's starting to give up the nap already what yeah you guys she's just turned two and she's starting to give up on the nap like my son it was like Mm. at least three or so before he did that so now i just put her in her crib at nap time like i go home from work i race home put her in her crib you know try to rock her get her sleepy put her in there and she just hangs out for like 45 minutes an hour so I'm like downstairs. A is she days talking ago. or like what is she doing? Oh yeah, she is just She's just like she's having doing, a little party in the crib. She's doing backflips, she's doing mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. She's singing her ABC, she's counting, she's like singing Frosty, she's doing everything. And then she was quiet for like a while and I was like, "Oh my gosh, she must have fallen asleep." And I look at the monitor. She'd taken off, she had a sweatshirt on. She which is really hard to take off. She took off her mm-hmm. sweatshirt, her shirt, her socks her pants and her diaper and she was naked in her crib.
0: <laughs> and then she's like trying to
1: put her diaper back on. So she's like trying to fasten it, which is like an impossible thing. And then yesterday again she was I was like Hartman to my son, I was like, she's just not wanting to take her nap and she he looks at the monitor, he goes, Let me see that. He goes, Well, at least she still has her clothes on. I'm, like <laughs> at least she still has her clothes on. Remember right, it's not gonna Mom. like pee and poop all over the crib, I guess. Um, but she is really into taking off her diaper and sitting on a little potty and she likes to take off her diaper and like throws away her diaper and, you know, all these like pre-potty training signs Mm -hmm. she's been doing for a while. So in just two days from now, we are going to (gasps) start, drum roll please, potty training. Oh like Karen and I have been texting back and forth for weeks about this. Like, are you starting, are you starting yet? And I'm like, no. And she's like, okay, good. I'm not going to either. And I'll text her. I'm like, so are you starting? She's like, no. I'm like, okay, good. I'm not going to start. Well, it's, you know, she had her second birthday and I'm, mm-hmm. and we just got to do it. We have to do it. So we're starting this weekend.
0: Oh. But that means Woo. you're going to be doing it
1: like over Thanksgiving. Mm, well, not if it works out well. I mean, with well, yeah, friend, if she's good, then it was like, yeah, right. So well, that's you why I like, You have high hopes.
2: I do mm-hmm. have high hopes. 48 hours. She'll
1: I have 48 hours. Have, <laughs> no, yeah. she has one week. She has one week mm-hmm. to get her SHIT together. Yeah, and, literally. Um, literally, literally, by the way. yeah, and then we're, you know, we're flying, we're going.
0: Wow, good luck, my friend, good luck, let me know how it goes, yeah,
1: I have kind of been
0: just like, well, I'm just not going to worry about it until Ingrid does it, <laughs> like, it's just like mm-hmm. one of those things, you can, like, put it off
1: until, you have, um, like, another month, because, uh, Bennett's not two yet, well, she's two next week, are you waiting for two, is that, oh, like, we your threshold, a... we're only, weeks. I think, three weeks apart, yeah, we we're only are three, three weeks. weeks apart, I guess I forgot that, like, time um, passed, okay,
0: Yeah. Um, I was really just waiting for Ingrid. So I guess now I have to do it. Um, here's the funny thing. I keep asking her and, you know, she's very verbal for like way more than my other kids were at least. And she'll tell you anything. And every time I say, do you want to pee pee? You know, do you want to go pee pee or poo poo on the potty? No, L. Ryan Henry. Like she's like that's their thing. Like I'm, it's not, it's not me. That's their thing. Like the other kids do that. Like Ella and Henry do that. Mm, Not my thing. And she's very adamantly against it. Like very much so. Like very much. Like no, absolutely not. Diaper. I wear diapers. Diapers. I'm not Mm. doing that. Like only the other kids do that.
1: So I don't know if it's going to be really hard. I don't know. We bought we bought underwear together on my phone. She picked out her underwear. You did. That's good. We've been talking a lot about it. Mm
0: -hmm. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me know how it
1: goes, and then I'll probably do it after
0: Thanksgiving. I guess. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know. Good Good luck, my friend. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Keep us. Um. Keep us. Keep us. Um, Do you have like a good a good like case of wine ready?
1: Always. Yeah. Mm Yeah. Okay. Good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna need it. We had like spritzers.
1: We had everything. We're ready. I'm, We're like, ready we, for I still potty have training. like
2: PTSD from like River's potty training adventures. So. I asked Ingrid. I was like, "Do you have the book? Do you need the book?" And then I forgot. Like, Ingrid likes to like free. So Ingrid doesn't do a book. Tra- yeah. She's like, yeah. she's not. She's not a book person. She's like, I do it, and I just, I got it. Okay. Yeah.
0: I know. Yeah. Well, just wait for my
2: text. Just wait for my text. I was to if you need, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah.
1: if I still have the book, so like, if you need an, if you need an emergency, yeah. like we drop can drop up, it off. Like yeah, Saturday I'm morning, I'm like at your house, like, yeah, uh, yeah. like tapping on the window, like book, please. That training book. Yeah. Uh, right now, please. Do, 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 do,
2: do, 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 do. from the news desk Let's go ahead and move into uh, our first article. Um, this one comes from the New York Times and uh, it's called the title is "Are schools Teaching Kids to diet Many parents are concerned to see what their children are learning about food, body image and weight while learning remotely So here's the thing is I guess like remote learning has really given parents sort of a window into the classroom because normally you wouldn't be present and you wouldn't hear. Yeah. So that's what this one this one parent is talking about um, is that she's sort of been listening in on her daughter's Zoom calls. And she says um, the teacher asked the class over Zoom to share what they ate for dinner the night before. Every kid took a turn. And then the teacher said, I had turkey and vegetables for dinner last night. My husband and I are trying to eat less carbs so we didn't, eat any bread. And of course, she takes issue with this. She's a registered dietitian um, specializing in family feeding. And she says she immediately felt alarmed feeling like, um, you know, that it's just it's not a conversation that you should be like, eliminating food groups is not something you should be doing um, with a, with a six year old. Um, and then another parent weighs in in this article. Um, she has a 15 year old daughter And she received an assignment for a remote weight training class asking her to keep a food log for two weeks where she would count calories and track her intake of proteins, carbs, and fat grams, and then use that information to develop her own nutrition plan. Um, And the... um, the nutritionist in this article talks about that this can be really be dangerous. Um, she says that many of her, this is fascinating to me, many of her clients can trace their food anxieties and body dissatisfaction back to something that happened or a comment someone made when they were in gym class or health class or somewhere else at school. So in other words, something that happened very early in formative years. Um, I was sort of, t- I mean, I was, as I was reading this, like I would be super irritated with a caregiver who told my daughter, even at the age of two, uh, talking about carbs and Mm -hmm. protein and that sort of thing. Um, I just, I, I feel like it's really inappropriate, but I'm torn because I do think it's important for kids to learn about nutrition, right? Right. Like it's important to Mm -hmm. understand like carbs and fat and, and proteins basically like counting macros, which is what I do in my own life, by the way. So it's not something that I feel like it's an important thing but I'm not sure that like I want a teacher taking that role Mm -hmm. what do you guys think
0: yeah I agree and I think there's a big difference between like vegetables are healthy like you know the broad like you know we've all learned it when we were in school food pyramid and like those types of things too like I'm giving up carbs like I feel like that's a kind of a big leap right like yes I want my kids to know the vegetables are more healthy than candy Right. but right. Yeah. Like once you get into the intricacies of like, here's what you should be giving up and let's keep a food diary and like that for me seems a little bit more gray
1: and scary
0: to be yeah. teaching kids. I don't know. Yeah.
1: It's I. Yeah, I agree with both of you. Um, you know, the example you listed with the weight lifting class Um yeah it's hard because it is important for your body to get like the right amount of proteins right. in order to build muscle. And you know, that's like science-based stuff that is like educational for your children too. But again, it's these young minds that are really, you know, you're uncomfortable in your skin when you're in elementary school and middle school and high school. And you're just trying to figure out, you know, you're starting to grow, you know, boobs or, you know, a butt or whatever it is. And that can be hard for, especially for mm-hmm. young women. And, you know, when they think like, oh, well, if you're telling me this is going to make me gain weight and I already feel uncomfortable about, about myself, then it just starts that disordered eating that they were talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that it's bad um, and I don't know, but I mean, there is an obesity problem with children in our, in our country. Um So it's really hard. And some of these kids are not getting that education at home. Right. I mean, some of these children are eating, I'm sure, just junk food all the time, fast food, um, sweets and sodas, and probably have their entire life and really don't know any better. So that is important for them to learn proper nutrition. The way in which you go about that, it's not for, I mean, we don't know. We're not, you know, experts in this field, but I think some of these teachers who aren't, and that's what they list in this article, these teachers are not trained in nutrition, how to teach children about nutrition. So they shouldn't be the ones who are doing that.
0: Mm-hmm, right. And even
1: if it was just an aside with the teachers, like, yeah, I'm not eating carbs right now. Like, well, if I really look up to Miss Janet and she doesn't eat carbs, well, what am I doing eating carbs? Right. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, well, and I you should be very another... careful with what you're saying. Yeah, right another
2: interesting part. And I mean, if you have a kid or kids, you totally know what this is. You know, nutrition, it talks about in this article, is like a very nuanced thing. In other words, like, Carbs aren't, there's no good foods and bad foods. You just have to do like moderation, right? It's not as like black and white as like good and bad, but it talks about very concrete thinkers. Um, so if we say to kids, birthday cake is bad for you. Some children will take that as I can never eat birthday cake, right? Because their minds, their brains aren't mature enough to realize like you can eat it's some okay. birthday cake in moderation, <laughs> Right. But, of course, it doesn't diminish their desire for birthday cake because forbidding foods, and this is for adults, is true, only increases a child's interest in them, as uh, an iconic study showed in 2007. So, in other words, Mm -hmm. like, then you've, like, branded, you know, carbs this bad thing, but it's, like, you're always sort of, like, attracted, right, to things, like, kids in general, like, if you tell a kid, no, you're not allowed to do that. Like, what do they want to do? That's all they want to do, right? Exactly. So it's just, one of the, it's, a, it's just not a black and white thing, but I think you're right, Ingrid. Like, so then what is the answer, right? Like, how do you teach kids about nutrition? Does that start at home? Is it something, mm-hmm. you know, that, I mean, where, well, how should they go? How should we go about making sure our kids are like learning about a healthy
1: food truck? I think the educators need to be educated in how to educate Yeah, that. Like the health teacher or someone. Yeah. You know. They need yeah. to take training. That needs to
0: be part um, of the training. The other thing I think that's a really good point in this article, not every family maybe has yeah. access to fresh, healthy vegetables. Right. Or Definitely. you know, like what if you're saying this to kids who like maybe aren't even getting the amount of food they need at home, much less to be picky enough to choose what's healthy. Like right, it's right. just not fair. Well, um, this article uses an example like saying like
2: oh processed food is really bad for you but then what if you're like have a kid who like only is it like mom is only able to like afford ramen noodles like what are you so what is that kid like what message is that sending for that kid and like thing thing then right Mm -hmm. like this Mm -hmm. is what mom's feeding me this is what we can afford but school is saying that it's bad and that i shouldn't be
0: eating it you know it's just so complicated I will say, um, because I sit in on these Zoom calls or I'm in the room, Yeah, it is really interesting the things that they talk about that I'm like, oh, really, I would have never guessed that that would have come up in kindergarten, you know, and nothing bad, and, you know, and I think actually my kids' teachers are fantastic, but um, it is interesting to be in there, like you're essentially in the classroom, right, where kids right. have never been in the classroom before, 24-7, all day long. Um, yeah, it's so it's, it's, there's a lot that gets talked about that you're like, huh, okay. That must be really stressful for teachers too, right?
2: If you know that your audience is not just a bunch of kindergartners, but also they're their parents who are listening in and mm-hmm. forming their own mm-hmm. judgments and own opinions. And
0: um, real quick, this is funny. So, you know, of course, Ella Ray this is her first year in school anyway, so she doesn't know any different, but she's literally never met her teacher, right? She's only been virtual this whole time. Well, we ran into her at the playground this past you did? Week. What? We did, we did. And it was so fun. And she just was, I mean, the smile on her face I mean, Aww. it was, it was sweet, but it made me kind of realize how the screen, like, it was like, she almost couldn't believe that she was a real person like seeing her <laughs> in real life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the teacher was great and she was like, oh my gosh, all right, so great to see you, you know. Um, but it, it did kind of make me realize that, wow, this is a weird thing for kids, especially young kids, right? Like my five-year-old. Who has only seen this person on a screen and then to see her in real life. And it does kind of, too, to this point of this article, talk about how, you know, like Ingrid mentioned before, like this is a person who they hold up to a certain standard. They look up to this person. And I do think virtually it's even more so, right? Because they're seeing this person on a screen. They're, they're not in there getting as much interaction with them in like a normal person-to-person way yeah I don't know it was it was really it was really interesting though to see Elray's reaction and like, Oh my goodness. And then as soon as we left, she was like, we got to call dad. We got to tell him that I saw my teacher in real life. It's like seeing Santa
2: Claus or like the Easter Bunny. Like you read about him,
0: you see pictures of him.
2: And then when you go to take your kid to like sit on Santa's lap, they're like, they're like mind blown. What is
0: happening? Yeah, yeah. It's like a celebrity. What an interesting phenomenon. Yeah, right?
2: 2020,
0: man. 2020. Mom the word okay so this has to do um
2: ingrid and i have been talking about potty training and this is one of those things like maybe everybody knows about but enough people have said stuff to me about it that i feel like not everybody knows about it so you know when we potty trained river i think we used like the i think karen you recommended this like the mm-hmm. bjorn potty um which is mm-hmm. super mm-hmm. simple you can get it cheap on amazon it has been great and it's definitely what we used um originally when we were potty training. And it's also great because you can move it around to different rooms. You can take it in the car with you. But a couple of months ago, I bought... um, I I was, like, not even sure what it was called, so I had to, like, look it up and make sure I was... It's, like, basically... a a potty within a potty that you sit, you take off your toilet seat um, and you, and it is like a, it has two different components to it. It has like an adult toilet seat and then you pull it down and it's like a smaller toilet seat for your kid. So your kid can use the big potty and it's not, I mean, it's removable, but it's pretty permanent, right? Like you could take it on and off, but it, it clicks right into your regular toilet seat. And so river can use the big potty. It's like a minimizer for your big toilet. Um, It's a little expensive. We got ours at Lowe's for like 45 bucks. And I did like a quick search on Amazon. It looks like you can get one anywhere between like 35 and 50 bucks. But again, it's like, you know, it's part of your toilet. It's permanent. Um, And it's nice because it's less mess. Like this is the thing. It's Mm -hmm. like when your kid goes in that little potty, Number one, number two, you have to, like, clean it out. Yeah, it's, and it's gross. It's gross. Yeah. But once River got used to using the big potty, she uses, like, the hallway bathroom, like the, you know, kind of like our powder room. Um, it's so much easier if you can just flush it right down. Mm, um, and it takes okay. up less space. Sometimes she still uses her little potty. Um, Especially, like I said, like, if we're going outside. Traveling. Yeah, Mm -hmm. if we're traveling. So
1: send it to me. Yeah, I I need this. Because I I don't want the little potty in my, it's in my powder room. And there's, like, no room to walk around. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I think,
2: Karen, you guys might have used it at our house a couple of months ago. And you you were like, hey, what is this? And then someone else said the same thing to me. And I was like, are other people, is this, like, something that other people don't know about? I I don't know. And my sister-in-law, by the way, who has three kids of her own sent me it a couple like a couple of months ago, sent me like a link to it and was like, I wish we had known about this with like our
0: first two kids. We didn't discover it until our third kid. So no I anyway. yeah, we saw it at your house and I was like, this is the most genius thing I've ever seen in my yeah. life. How do I not yeah. know about this?
2: It's um it's like basically if you Google built in potty seat, um that's these these solutions will come up I'll and put you it in the show sure notes. you maybe yeah. Yeah. And you have to make sure like you get one that fit this is the other thing is we have like a narrow oh. toilet bowl. So you mm. have to make sure that you get like the one, the that's one appropriate that fits. with okay. your with your toilet. So yeah. My little love it. mom's the word.
1: Yeah. Love it, love okay. it. Okay. Thanks, Kenny. Yeah.
2: Anchor Moms is brought to you by Wilderness at the Smokies, the Smokies' largest water park resort. Get out of the house and into the wilderness.
1: In other news. This one comes from Slate.com. Um, and this is, we've read them from this site before. And basically what happens is someone sends in a question and then the author responds. So it's not that long. I'm just going to read because it's kind of convoluted here. Um, this is about faith and family says, dear Karen feeding. I could sure use your help navigating a family and faith issue. My husband and I were raised in different religions. He's Muslim and I'm Christian, which neither of us practice. We are both very secular. Still, we are committed to raising our now 18-month-old son with exposure to each faith making sure he knows he can make his own. My family lives in the south and is all strongly evangelical and they weren't very happy about our marriage. For the most part they've come around or at least shut up. Now my sister has told me that our parents have told her that if our son ever asks them about religion they'll tell them the truth including the fact that my husband is going to hell Ooh. if they're directly asked. My sister's nice. not normally an intermediary, but I'm glad she came to me with this. I'm furious. I don't even know how to start to tell them how wrong that is. How do I figure out which boundaries to draw to complicate things? I have OCD with waves of intrusive thoughts about hell, which they have never taken seriously because good Christians <clears throat> should, be, should be concerned about hell. So... <laughs> There's a lot there, um, a lot of family drama happening, but I mean, I think this person is not in the minority. I think that it's very common for, you know, uh, partners of different faiths to get together or maybe one is a uh, Christian. One isn't something like that. So the bottom line is there's no easy answer to the solution. Um, the author is, a is Jewish and, um, that person's spouse is Southern Baptist. So can you can imagine how that's, you know, striking out yeah. with this author as well. Um, you know, I think the bottom line is that you should teach them both religions and then they can decide, you know, which way to go when they're older. But that is really not as easy as it sounds is what this author is saying. That's kind of what they've decided to do. Um, and they also, I think one really good point that this author makes is, Tell your child what, for example, this mother-in-law is going to think of you if you choose Christianity, for example. Like, they're going to think, you know, you know, uh, badly of you. You, gotta, you have to paint the whole picture here. Don't try to hide anything from your child because they're going to be facing your grandparents or, you know, discrimination of that religion, whichever they choose, in their future. So you kind of have to lay it all out there. Um, I, I don't know. This is a really, really tough article and I don't think anyone's going to have the right answer. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have had any experiences with this or any friends or family, um, but you know, the tips aren't <sighs> that great in this article because there's no answer.
0: Well, I, yeah. I, I, I yeah. would disagree. I think there's some good thoughts here. Um, so first of all, when I was reading this, I was thinking to myself, not nearly as extreme as Muslim and Christian, but, you know, the three of us are all Catholic, married to husbands who aren't Catholic, um, right? So I think that that is something that each of us deals with. um, And I think that that's something that many marriages uh, struggle with, right? Um, And again, I think for the three of us, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but like for me at least, um, you know, it's something that we can, we, uh, it hasn't become an issue yet, but our kids are little. So one of the things that I liked in this was that it said, you know, when they're little, be honest with them, but make it age appropriate. Um, and just kind of, not dumb it down, but, but don't, don't worry too much about all the, the details at this point. And then you really kind of bring it up when they're more like 12, 13, and that's where you kind of get into the nitty gritty of religion and, and differences and that sort of thing. Um, so I think that that was good advice. I think, I think, um, that you can address this without getting into, you know, the intricacies of it because our kids right now, they're toddlers. They're not gonna, they're not really going to get it Right. The, the all the religion questions yet.
1: Yeah, but, but what uh, if you know what if one favors one parent over the other for other reasons, right. and for that reason they don't understand why you're Catholic and and say well well you know well Dad isn't and therefore mm-hmm. I'm not going to be Catholic you know mm-hmm. it it's it's very hard because you're supposed to be on the same team right Mom and Dad right, should right. be on the same team parenting their kids the same way, and religion is. It's a tough one, a divisive factor in, in that message. You know, if, if you're not on the same page, what are your, your kids are really suffering. I feel like in a sense, because it's, it's too confusing for them. You know, you, you you, want to teach your children to be, you know, uh, to eat healthy foods. You want your children, you know, you're both on the same page for that. You know, well, if one parent says you can eat ice cream for dinner and the other parent doesn't, you can see how there's going to be an issue. Well, same thing with religion. If one parent is teaching them one thing and one parent is teaching them the other, what is the what is the child to do? I, I don't know. Well, I, I, I just yeah. find this very hard to wrap my head around.
0: I think one of the things is, and they kind of allude to this in the article, you know, you just kind of have to think about it as, yes, you are on a team, but there are going to be differences, right? Like, yes, this is team – you know, whatever your case may be, this is, this is what both parents agree about faith. These are the things. And yeah, this this one thing, mom thinks a little bit more this way and dad thinks a little bit more this way. But in general, we believe blah, 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 blah. Right? Um, and I think just trying to remember that, yes, it is a team thing, but being honest with them about, yeah, there's some things that mom and dad believe differently about, just like they have different favorite colors and they have different favorite holidays and they have see differently about the, you know, but it doesn't mean that you have to pick one or the other. One day you're going to believe your own thing, you know, I don't know. Just, I think just trying to focus more on the big picture is, is my thought. What What do you guys think? Yeah, I
2: thought one of my favorite lines of this is because of course the article is really it's less about like the conf- conflict between the parents' religion because it seems as though they have worked that right. out and more about like with the parents, grandparents or what other people are going to tell your kids about faith. Like other people are going to say, "Well, my faith is the right one and other people are wrong or vice versa." And she says, and I think this goes to your point, Karen, just saying like listen, just laying it all out there and being as honest as you possibly can, it's it's easier and wiser to teach our children well, and this goes for a lot of things in life, to teach our children well than it is to legislate what other people in their lives are going to teach them. So in other words, like, instead of going out there and saying, like, grandma and grandpa are wrong and this is why, and your teacher is wrong and this is why, it's better just to be open and maybe tell your kid, listen, other people have like, they feel differently and there are other religions and there are other people that view things differently. But like, what's important to us is that you're a good person or what's important to us is that you treat others fairly, as opposed to like making sure that every time somebody tells your kids something that isn't in line with your beliefs, that you're making sure that you're correcting them and making sure that they know that that, that specific thing is not the case. Right. Which I mean, obviously this is like the macro version of all of this because how, it's so hard to be like, this is like big picture stuff, right? Like right. what you do on a day-to-day basis, conversation to conversation becomes a lot more complicated,
0: you know? So. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough one. I'm, I'm just kind of like, um, at ease that I don't feel like I have, we have to deal with this for a couple of years maybe. <laughs> is that bad? It's yeah. like, it's like one of those things where you're like, well, yeah, that's really, really tough, but I'm just going to put that on the back burner for a while. I'm like, it's not something I have to like, deal with
2: today <laughs> right right but it is interesting to like think about and some people have it much harder than others i would say you're exactly True. right. like we are all we are christian we come from a christian background and we married people that come from a christian background I right think, for the most right. part um and that makes it easier <laughs> easier certainly than some mm-hmm. other things but people listen people do this all the time they figure it out people of different faiths get married all the time and make it work so
0: yeah i don't know i'm confident um, that you can make it happen yeah, uh, the last article of the day comes from Scary Mommy, and this is, I like this because it's from a dad's perspective, um, which, you know, a lot of times we're hearing from moms. Uh, it's called, I use my parents' first names, and my kids use mine, which this is fascinating to me. Blows, my mind. I, blows yeah, my mind. I've never heard this, but anyway, this guy uh, who's writing the article says, doesn't know why, just happened happened upon the fact that he called his parents by their first names. Like, ever since he was little... It just was a thing. He didn't know why it happened. He didn't think that his parents, for any reason, like, suggested that. It just kind of evolved into that. But all during his childhood, he always had to explain. Like, people would be like, why do you call your mom and dad by their first names? That doesn't make sense. What are you doing? And he always thought, as a kid, he was like, well, duh, that's their names. Like, what? Like, why is that something I have to explain? But right. in any case, so he grows up and, of course, has kids of his own. And then, and like, thought about it and was like, you know... I'm not going to push that on my kids, but I'm also not going to push the mommy and daddy on them. And it just so happened that it also evolved that his kids call him and his wife by their first names. Uh, So I thought it was, and I think he's kind of like, huh, interesting, you know? And, and like I said, he didn't personally like steer them in that direction, but his kids call, call them by their first names. Um, I, I am kind of, like befuddled by this. How, how do kids call? I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do your kids ever call you by your first name? Yes. Oh, oh really?
1: <laughs> yes. Hartman calls me Ingrid and he knows I don't like it. I'm like, no, oh. call me mama. But he does it just to be like funny because uh-huh. like my mom, like for example, my mom is in my house babysitting a lot and she, you know, just naturally calls me by my name. Um and same Which thing actually my, should, right? Same right? thing with <laughs> would be weird if with... your mom called you mom. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Same thing with my husband. So, you know, he he picks up on that, obviously. Um, so he calls me mama, but he when he tries to be funny, he calls me Ingrid. But I, unlike this father, I'm like, No, 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 no. Don't call that. No, my name, I'm your mother, you should call me mom. Like that's right. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I feel like Kids who do this, actually, I'm thinking of
2: one set of friends that we have um, whose daughters who are, like, uh, middle school age call her, like, when they're, like, trying trying to get a rise out of her, call her Mm -hmm. by her first name. And she's always like, "Oh, Like, I feel like exactly what you're talking about. Like, Hartman does it because he knows you're, like... It's going to get a rise out of you. you don't. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. I... Like, I would be sad if River called me Katie, because, like, there's nothing, this is so cheesy, but, like, there's nothing better than when your kid calls you, like, mama or mommy. Like, it just, Mm -hmm. like, there's just, like, something about it. If River started calling us Katie and Brian, and she was, like, earnest about it and sincere about it, I would like to think that I was, like, okay. Like, if this is, like, what you want to do, if this is what you want to do, and this is, like, the path that you have chosen, like, okay, but... (laughs) <laughs> this, this author talks about how, like, it's super awkward at like school functions. People are like, "Yeah, are they not your real parents? Yeah, not like your parents." Like, I can. You so guys in a fight? It's like it gets well, confusing. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something so confusing. simple as like this would cause major confusion. Like, I feel like people would be calling, like, DSS. Like, if, like, people – like, if, like, your kid – like, if Ellery just started calling you guys, like, Karen and Gregory, they would be like, "Mm," like, on a Zoom call. Like, I just – I feel like that's – there's something not right there. So I think it's funny that
0: something so simple is, like, can totally be blown out of proportion. Yeah. I think it was yesterday, like, the day I read this. It was funny because we were talking about letters, and I said something about K, and I was like, oh, I love the letter K. Since it's the first letter of my name, and Ellery was like, "Wait, mommy?" What? And what? like had to like think about it. She's like, "Mommy doesn't start with K." You know, like I could see like the wheels spinning in her head, and then she was like, yeah. oh, "Oh, oh, 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 yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, Like your name isn't really mommy. Like I got it now, but it like took her a second to be like, "Wait, K?" Hmm. Actually, and, like, and so it's like the oh, right. opposite of this article because sometimes I'm like, "Do you even know what my name is?"
2: Like, like, like oh, do you guys. even know that I'm like a person beyond your mother? Beyond like, being exactly, mom. yeah. And kids even like, I mean maybe I should give it to this, like, author's kids because I think kids are usually, like, they think, like, your sole existence is just to serve right. them and be their mommy. So, like, the fact that they, these kids acknowledge that this, like, this, that, the, you know, their parents have, like, a real personality and, like, are real humans aside from, like, yeah, yeah. parents. Like, we, we were people before
0: that we became yeah. parents. Like, who who we had a name before mommy. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, it's funny. Funny to see
1: how other people do it, you know? Yeah. Win of the week. So, Three months ago, oh. like everyone else, um, during like lockdown, I had visions of you know like redoing my house, like oh. my laundry room, like completely remodeling everything. I'm like on like you know like Karen was saying, she's like a Pinterest mom now. I'm like a Wayfair mom. I'm totally mm. a Wayfair. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Love it. Oh, love yeah, it. Wayfair mom. So um, three months ago, I purchased wallpaper. And it has been sitting on my bedroom floor for three months. And I just look at it and then ignore it and pretend it's not there and put like a laundry basket in front of it. And it stresses me out because I'm like, it's another project I just didn't finish. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I wallpapered. Woo! My bedroom. Yay! Oh, yes. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire yes. life. It is so yeah, hard does to not wallpaper. Sound fun you have to match up the pattern. Yeah. And then it turns out in my brand new house, like the ceiling isn't exactly perfectly straight. Yeah. So the wallpaper didn't match and you had to get extra wallpaper and it was this whole thing. And we were on this ladder and my, thank God my mom helped me, but it was like, it was six hours straight. Like we didn't stop. We like stopped and grabbed like a taco downstairs. I like sent my husband out for food and like, we need some food, like, we shoved a taco uh, in, thing, and then went back to work, and, like, it was a big wait, deal, it was a big deal, the thing that, the thing that
0: amazes me most about this whole entire thing is, what were your children doing for six hours, John I had them the things. whole time, thank you, on Monday, uh, Ingrid
2: tells me this, and I'm like, yeah. But what about your, your like, two-
0: how, I couldn't, like your, I don't think, your, child, not your children. fathom yeah. being,
1: like, leaving my kids for six straight so hours with my husband, so he did take them outside to play, they did go outside somewhere and get tacos, so that was, like, you know, two hours, and then they watched a lot of TV. Good. I was like, can you can they Good. do something else? Like, can you do, can you play with them? Like something. But I think like football was on. He was giving them the iPad. It was, I mean, yeah. It wasn't probably the best I mean, for them. But let's it's be done. real. Like it's if done.
2: you need to, yeah, if you're gonna wallpaper, you gotta allow a little like screen time. You like,
1: cannot be interrupted. Let me warn you, if you guys ever decide to wallpaper. Uh, meanwhile, I saw on Instagram that Karen was taking off wallpaper from her walls at her house at the same time I was putting wallpaper on my walls. And it made me think, oh, great. Like somebody in like 10 years is just going to be scraping this, this yeah. wallpaper like off of my probably wall. Probably you.
2: Not someone. Probably, probably you. Me. <laughs> You're muted, what Karen, was I so We thinking? can't hear you, by the way.
1: This must have we been can't. a quarantine buy.
2: Yeah. That's what you. Is You're going to be taking it what off in 10 bad. years. <laughs>
0: so can't wait for that anchor um, episode. This was hilarious, Ingrid. I, I will say, though, I hope that your... I think your wallpaper experience went better than mine. Um, only because mine, I think, had been done in, like, the 60s. And I don't wow. think they used, like, the same wallpaper. I think now it's better to take off wallpaper. I hope. I hope it's better. I think there's better things now. But trying to take off wallpaper from the 60s that was, like, wallpapered onto, like, the wallboard.
1: There was, like, Not cement good. mixed
0: in that glue. You guys, it's... It, a. Anyway, I'm glad. Your room looks amazing. My wall still has some wallpaper on it because I didn't even finish, and I worked probably the same six hours. And it I better. thought you were supposed to steam it off. I did. Oh, trust me. I have all the products, all oh, the things. Oh, you beans. do? I oh, use the gosh. steamer. I use the spray. I've got everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just not good. Okay. Anyway, um, that's, a, that's a win for another day when I finally get the wallpaper Can't wait. off the wall. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: Well, Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah thanks. you're welcome thanks for you listening. are welcome karen <laughs> you're welcome
0: uh yeah and thanks thank to our listeners for joining oh, us for another thank episode thank you for listening
1: right, <laughs> uh, um
0: yeah so log on to facebook
2: visit us on instagram leave us a review all the usual things please we beg you and have all a great right. right day we beg We're you
1: <laughs> our self-worth really yeah on right. okay bye guys <laughs> we need an ego boost
0: yeah
2: <laughs> anyway. Moms, the
1: thanks for listening